This week on the program, wow, this one is shocking in its stupidity. It's P.S. I love you. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Gabin. And we hate movies. Hot Nasty Six. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program known as We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. This one's a real humdinger, folks. It's P.S. I Love You from Aught 7, directed by Richard Lagravenez. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one of two movies he wrote and directed that also starred Hilary Swank in the year of our Lord 2007. The other one is Freedom Writers, um, sort of like a more vanilla, dangerous minds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- my 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 rule uh, holds. Two thousand seven best American movies and worst American movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is horrible. This I, is stunning. I, I I was shocked by this. Hey, P.S. My love, there will be blood. <laughs> hey, P.S. This isn't a country for old men. <laughs> P.S. Uh, I'm Michael Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. The social network kind of works, not really. <laughs> knock, knock, it doesn't work. It didn't work. Man, I mean, so let's get right into it. This is based on a book written by an Irish woman that is set entirely in Ireland. And this is Gerard Butler, famed Scotsman, playing an Irish guy. Good God. Hey, what's the difference? <laughs> Same thing. You've, if- got, you've got to just either... We talked this off the air. Like, either get an Irish guy, which is a better idea, yeah. or yep. just make him Scottish, and yes, it's fine. Yes. They can mm-hmm. go to Loch Ness and shit and meet his mom, <laughs> the monster. That sounds great. Oh, man. I really like, like that one. I Early mean, Shape of Water vibes. I'm not yeah. even, and I'm not even saying, like, oh, there's no difference between Scottish and Irish. There clearly is. And that's the problem. But, like, you know, they're close enough geographically and, like, whatever, culturally where you could just be like – just transpose a lot of those things to Scottish and it would be totally fine. But it doesn't even matter. Like, you know, it doesn't even matter that they're like, I I guess you're making the argument here that they're like close culturally, like, because they could, this, this could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. Like what they, what they choose to take from the text, uh, you know, from Cecilia A. Hearn's book and put into this movie, the Irish part doesn't fucking matter. Aside from the fact that, yeah, he's doing like an Irish wake thing, kind of. Yeah. Uh, at one point, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, they could be fucking Canadian. They could be from Lithuania. It doesn't matter. Yeah, people drink when people die. It doesn't fucking. You don't have to be Irish to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, and- Andrew, I think Lithuanian Canadian is the route to go because that's exactly <laughs> what Bill Shatner is. <laughs> Ooh, is that right? I believe so. Yeah, and it would be great to see him in a property like this. It definitely would be, dude. I'm taking a role away from Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Got you back. I'm your mother. <laughs> P.S. I love you. 
<laughs> See, yeah, that like the way Gerard Butler keeps ending the letters in this movie, they do sound like the cadence of William Shatner. The this is like producer. The Irish thing is a producer brain thing, like that Wild Mountain time. Like there's oh. this thing about like they're like it's romantic, inherently romantic to be in Ireland. So Scottish is not though. Yeah, <laughs> even though yeah. it's like the highlights and everything, like it, it, it would be just as beautiful. But they're yeah. like, no, no, no. Everybody loves Ireland. But it's like, and I mean, like, it's a New York, they turned it into a New York story, and, like, immediately, it's, like, really, it's, like, C-level friends jokes, a lot of this stuff oh, yeah. is. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, you got one right at the start that's, like, it would have been right at home on an episode of Friends, where, like, they're, fu- like, they're fighting at the beginning of this movie, Hillary Swank and Gerard Butler, and... Oh, this one-act play that you have to fucking sit through before the credits? Seriously. And she says something about, like, you know, oh, the only other, like guy that i dated or i only dated one other guy before you or something like that and butler's like ah yeah timmy harrison isn't he a woman now uh. and you're just like it's fucking so stupid man it's it's a little late 2007 a little late for that shit it's a lot late it's just i mean like and so much of this like the humor is that is like just like this kind of like pseudo crass new yorker jaded bullshit <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. I think that was a section of Blockbuster back in the day. <laughs> I read those movies. I mean, it's just, it's stunning, the screenplay. Like, there's a bunch of those clunker jokes. Like, I think I did write a couple of them down. But after a while, it was just, like, exhausting trying to keep up <laughs> like, with it. Guarantee you that, like, in that last season of Friends, when, like, Matt Perry and Courtney Cox are having discussions, he definitely is like, uh, you're going to make me sleep in the bathtub again, aren't you? <laughs> Just like Gerard Butler does in this beginning thing where they're in the middle of a fight. And it's just like, they both look so ugly in the beginning of this movie. It's like, I don't like either of these people. Can I go now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's yeah. like some fucking like film school graduate who was obsessed with John Cassavetes and was like, what if I did what Cassavetes did, but it was really shitty? Yeah, with a friend's script. Do yeah. a Cassavetes kind of movie with a friend's script. It's awful. <laughs> Oh, hey, oh, hold on, hold on. It, it, it doesn't count because we were on a break, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 this is they're, they're married at 19, is that the idea? She was 20 and he was 25, I think is the idea. Wow. Yeah, they, she met him at 19, though. Yeah, he really, he was really like going for it. Yeah, that, <laughs> it doesn't seem uh, advisable. <laughs> Ah, I want a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just this big, like, stagey production of they're arguing about whether or not they want to have kids and, like, all this, you know, all she's not ready for kids because, guys, this apartment they're in is way too small. They've got to get uh, a bigger apartment. They just need him. a bigger apartment. This is so <laughs> aggravating, and I don't even understand how this fucking happens. This is just people in L.A. that have no, I have never been to the city of New York or something. Never, not once in their fucking you, life, because this is outrageous. You, you could park a truck in this fucking apartment <laughs> and also sleep and live happily. I mean, Steve, you mentioned it before we went on the air that she has like three living rooms attached <laughs> to each other. It really is. I don't understand. Did did they buy the neighbor's unit and blow it up and Seriously, expand it? Probably. That sounds there's about like right. A, there's like a full-ass like West Elm dining room table set in this apartment. And it's like, yeah. if you can fit that in and you're still able to like walk all around it comfortably and not when like Kramer's trying to play pool at the Costanza's <laughs> house, like... 
You're fine. Look, You're totally yes, yes. fine. And by the way, if anyone listening is complaining to themselves about us talking about New York's shit, put a bag over your head and throw yourself down a staircase. That's <laughs> also a, a good idea. Little, yeah, a little help there. I but mean, like, the problem is like something like Jerry, it, it, like. You can just see, like, Hillary Swift's just like, Jerry, Jerry, I cannot, I cannot bring up a child in a place that doesn't have a fifth office. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she said, she even says, like, where are we going to change the diapers? Out the window? There's nowhere to move in here. And I'm like, your bedroom is bigger than most places I've ever lived. Period. Yes. Yep. <laughs> your bedroom is massive. Uh, the, and, like, the, the problem with Hillary Swank, who I think she's a good actress, but she's also, like, She's a dramatic actress. Like, let's just call yeah, it what it is. She is a, an intense dramatic actress. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When she tries to be funny or cute, she just looks confused. <laughs> well, there's a part in this movie. I don't remember where. I mean, we'll come to it when we get to it. But there was one. Oh, it's like when you get the flashback of how they met in Ireland. And it's supposed to turn her like. And Chelsea made this comment. I think it's totally right that they're trying to give her like a character that Julia Roberts could nail out of the park. Yes. She would totally hit it out of the park with this character. But like when Hillary Swank tries to be like funny, romantic comedy, like in this like meeting scene specifically, I was like, why are they just making her so stupid all of a yes. sudden? Like, yeah. She just becomes a moron. <laughs> Terrible. It's, it's like she got kicked in the head before every every <laughs> scene. And yeah, like that. Their apartment's so small. She leaves the bedroom and goes into the barn room to milk the cow. And gets <laughs> kicked in the head by a horse that they have in this giant apartment. You could. They could have. Uh, like it's. A, oh, could we get another a dog? No, you could have a cow. You could literally have an actual cow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah easily. Put it in I the second bathroom. Come on, yeah, do it. This place, I, I'm sorry I keep saying it, but it's humongous. It's just like the, there's a foyer, there's a, a huge living room, a dining room, a huge bedroom, and a bathroom that you could like fucking take three shits in at once. Facing <laughs> <laughs> each other. The com- Three people all around taking a shit. That's well, amazing. it's like, I mean, yeah, you could have like, a, you know, like the dorm room bathroom that they had on the hall, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like you got three stalls, three sinks and like two showers or something. You could totally fit this in here. This apartment isn't as big as what I'm about to reference, but it definitely reminded me of the totally insane apartment that Courtney or not Courtney uh, Sigourney Weaver has in the, that second Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Where there's like fucking like there's looks like an office for a detective agency's door at one point inside she's got like a door with like glass windows all in it and shit like just stunning. She looks like she has a McDonald's in there for crying out loud. I mean the problem is the problem is also that like what they're talking about is so fucking is like just vague boilerplate platitude shit. Yes, like just like baby work, baby work, baby work, work baby, baby work, and then and like, she's and that's a- it. She's a she's a real estate broker. We're told, and then like, are we told what he does? But he's he also just. I don't think there's a detail other than he's got a shitty career. He has, you know, he, he's he owns a fleet a of cars. Li- yeah, he owns a limo company with oh, James Marsters. That's right. Jesus Christ! Try to remember that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter, but like. Because she's upset that he took out this business loan and blah blah blah, got into all this debt to start this this new career or whatever. He used to be a limo driver, blah blah blah. That's part of this very very long sequence. And the question <laughs> becomes later on when she's like fired and stuff. I'm like, how is she keeping this apartment? 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like this is two thousand for for more reference points here of how insane this is. Okay, yeah, he has a f- like a floundering limo company, and she eventually gets fired in this movie. Not only is this apartment massive, this apartment is massive in the year two thousand seven on New York's Lower East Side. Mucho dinero <laughs> at this point, I, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Very just, expensive. I'm just gonna say, drug dealing. Yeah, yeah probably. That, makes that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. Kathy Bates is drug dealing and <laughs> giving her money. <laughs> and or, I don't know, man. Your yeah, business partners with James Marsters? I don't know, dude. What's in the trunk of those limos? <laughs> third question, third possibility. And I mean, we know that he dies of a, an aneurysm or, whatever, or a, a, a brain tumor. What if he slipped? Oh, I slipped and fell at a Wendy's. You're going to be okay, love. <laughs> I, I died. You can, you can live off me Wendy's money. I'm going to take Dave Thomas down from beyond the grave. <laughs> Every day I'm going to write you a note to tell you what to order at Wendy's. It's never a free. Never a frosty. There will never be a frosty in my house. I slipped on chili at Wendy's. <laughs> now I'm dead. Why do you even have it? Who's getting the chili at Wendy's? And she's set for life because <laughs> this dude died in the Wendy's lobby. P.S. Get me a sack of nugs and put it on my tombstone. <laughs> She I, comes, I need a sack of nugs to pay the boatman. <laughs> she goes to she put goes a to nug the, over each one of me eyes. <laughs> oh, she goes to the burial site and starts crying. She's like, "You can get the spicy chicken nuggets any time now. It's not a limited item anymore." <laughs> dude, forget the fucking Irish wake, dude. How about a Wendy's wake? <laughs> Everybody bring their own fucking value meal combo to the that is bar. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> that, that room would smell so bad so quickly yeah. yeah you need the three shit bathroom for that yeah yeah because <laughs> w- first it's gonna smell like wendy's and then it's gonna smell like wendy's shits <laughs> well and it's it just gonna be bad because then it stinks up the whole place it, you know you're not thinking about the smell of the rotting corpse on the pool table oh, yeah. Right, yeah but it is burning your lungs i'm imagining <laughs> then they have they, they end this by having funny sex which I never like movies do that. We're all like cackling, and then we have sex together. Like, no, man. No, it's no, just like it's a serious your affair. Pants, pissing your pants, laughing mm-hmm. at these like sexy shenanigans. It's like him. He's got like suspenders strapped to his boxers, and then like ah, I got one in me eye. He like fucking smacks <laughs> Guys, himself in the face. It's the, it's the chuckle fuck. <laughs> it is. You're totally right. <laughs> it's it's the chuckle, chuckle fuck. fuck. Yes, indeed, indeed. Oh, I got no time for these chuckle fucks, <laughs> well, dude. Yeah, look, well, it's serious as a heart attack with you guys, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> oh, look, get she down warded, to business. She warded <laughs> off his calls for hot, nasty sex. So now well, you get chuckle fuck. That's, well, the, that's okay. the other one. You go. He, yeah. Here's why this, I mean, for several reasons, of course. But, like, one reason why this movie is completely unbelievable is because here's a real panty dropper line. I'm not your dad, or don't ye know that yet? <laughs> yeah. Good oh, God. Boy. That's like a nuclear thing to say. Yeah. Could you imagine having a fight with your wife and saying that? Like, nope. you are, that's that's one for the Holiday Inn. That's what that is. It's a one-way <laughs> ticket to the Holiday Inn. 
<laughs> Enjoy it. They've got good stuff there. You know what I mean? Like you get, you could do a little continental breakfast the next day, but you're going to the fucking Holiday Inn, friends. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was gonna say, Ark looks like it's the continental breakfast again for me. <laughs> and that night when he checks into that Holiday Inn is when he goes to Wendy's and the you know. The, oh, the that's what that's what this, <laughs> the fatal slip happens. Yeah. Honestly, ah, so much chili all over the floor. It would be better than a brain tumor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Snap it your is, neck at a Wendy's. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, exactly. <laughs> it'll, it'll illustrate how fast you can go. I mean, the brain tumor thing, they just skipped to him being dead, but he had all this time knowing he had a brain tumor, I guess, and yes. setting up this elaborate I will live forever scheme. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, and the movie obviously very, very pointedly skips like the chemo and all the the horror of that, and like, and that's the thing too is like that's a horrible way to go, and it's a long drawn out process, all that stuff, and you know what you can't have that happens a funny funeral. I've ne- I, I will I will walk right out of a funny funeral, dude, like because it's not funny. It's never fun. It's never like, man, you know what I want? I don't want people being sad at my funeral. I want it to be a pretty big party. No one's having a good time at your funeral, nor could they. Look, look, no, it's bad enough I get forced to have a good time at regular parties. <laughs> I mean, come on. When you put me in the ground, what I want you to do is play Dennis Leary's asshole. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> come on. As the fucking pine box gets <laughs> lowered into the ground it's it's me irish heritage (laughs) everyone's crying at chris's graveside (laughs) he's the only one who really got it (laughs) i just i don't i mean like i know people do this and it's i mean it's more of a movie thing but i know it does actually happen but like it it's it's it doesn't work like your enemies can have a fun funeral for you but your friends will be pretty upset (laughs) I mean, like, the time for a fun funeral is when it's a really old person. Yes. Right? It's like a life well lived, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Sure, you want to fucking yuck it up, great. (laughs) But, like, there are people at this funeral, uh, you know, or this, you know, wake, whatever we're doing at the family bar here, uh, where it's like the one-liners are flying like it's fucking cheers. (laughs) It's bad. And, like, a a big joke is a priest dropping the F-bomb. Dude, and that... God damn and not it. just okay. the f bomb the, the you know ends with a t yeah yeah the the homophobic f bomb yes. i mean it's one of these things where oh no fuck is just fuck that's not yeah, an yeah, f bomb yeah, yeah. Well, 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 the little old grampies at home <laughs> who are listening to this <laughs> yes. by mistake all, all <laughs> the octogenarians that listen to we hate movies yeah they're out there <laughs> It's so frustrating at this part because they're like, all right, everybody, the, you know, the little memorial we're doing here for Jerry is about to get underway. First, we're going to play his favorite song. And it's, of course, because this is all people know about Irish anything. It's like, well, it has to be Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Get this Christmas song out of this fucking funeral. You couldn't even get a deep cut. Like, yes. give me a, a weird poke song from like de- it, it, Rum Sodomy and the Lash, one of the no, ones that not no. everybody knows. It's like this, the, one, oh, it's this or that fucking uh, going up to Boston song, <laughs> the Dropkicks. Dude, yeah, it has to that, be, yeah. those are the only two Irish American esque <laughs> music, or or Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. Oh, that would be something. It's too deep, dude. Yeah, and like it, it is. It's weird because again, like that line is in that song. Everybody knows it. You know what I mean? Like, but to hold on a priest that he's singing it with, singing it like because he gets to say it, it's yeah. kind of weird. 
and but they and then the joke is like could you believe it the priest is the one that said the slur <laughs> isn't that funny a priest <laughs> using a gay slur isn't that fucking hilarious and, God and, damn it. and it's all like a good vibes thing like he's just so happy to be singing this song with all his friends here while this fucking corpse rots next to him <laughs> or a box of fucking ashes i mean jesus an Christ. amp of ashes chris uh-huh. dude this thing looks like the hellraiser puzzle yep. box <laughs> yeah yep. absolutely this urn where we're told that she designed this urn ah hey babe i'm getting ready for my funny funeral <laughs> could you make me a custom urn something that looks like a prop from a horror movie or maybe a bondage porno that's what i like if you like you know like it's a couple years later you're like Hook it up with this Hillary Swank character, and you get to her apartment, and you see that box. You're like, "Oh, this lady's nasty." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what what all fucking lube and whips are in that box, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, definitely. Toy chest. It look. It looks like a whip box for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should set up a little bit that uh, we're at Kathy Bates's bars, T- Teddy's, one of my favorite bars in New York City, Woo-hoo! in Brooklyn. It's one of your classic uh, Brooklyn for for New York situations, but. It's a great no, bar. They're, because- they're, uh, are we not saying that this is Brooklyn? I'm pretty sure we are. Because we keep saying, like, we, we talk about Brooklyn like it's a far off place. And later when they go for a walk, it's definitely they're just in New York when they walk out of the bar kind of a thing. I think. Which part where they go for a walk? Kathy Bates at the end when they're walking. See, I thought that same thing, dude, but that's Prospect Park. It's oh, not Central it? Park. Yeah. But even that's like, that's that's a fucking two hour walk. Anyway. It's, it's nowhere near <laughs> Teddy's. But I was surprised that it's a it's a... The uh, I rated this movie half a star on on Letterboxd, and the half star is for using Teddy's in this movie, an old hangout of ours. I, the last time I was in Williamsburg, I think I maybe even ate at Teddy's. Yeah, but it's weird that it's allowed to just still be called Teddy's. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's that, not Kathy's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It is kind of cool, but yeah. So we're having this funeral um, at Teddy's. Uh, where I do you want to quickly remind people you, you're hearing us complain about New York geography a little bit? If that bothers you, put the sack over your head <laughs> and throw yourself down that flight of stairs. Uh-huh. But it's okay. Uh, but it's okay to like a movie, though, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but this is a good rule of thumb, Chris. It is. Uh, we're introduced to my favorite character in the movie, the barback. He's not even a bartender. It's Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> in this chilling, chilling performance. He's eating faces in this movie, dude. I don't know how else to break it to you. Oh, this he is, is a fucking cannibalistic serial killer in this so, movie. So much scarier than what he's doing in Copycat. Just <laughs> yes! by, by many measures, but much more frightening. The writing is on the wall everywhere. Like you said, Barback at like 40, 40 years old or something. Yep. Like this is like he just got out of prison, which is, you know, fine. But like this guy, there's some red flags here. <laughs> there's a lot. Exactly. Like, like, like I think he like is living above the bar or something, you know, or maybe. Dude, just I think it's like a. Uh, Hey, Kathy Bates, you done for the night? I'll lock up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow, Miss Teddy. And then, like, the door closes, and he's like, all right, time to sleep on the floor. <laughs> the floor squeaks. The door creaks. And it goes Sweeney on Todd now? No, that's uh, Oklahoma. That's oh, okay, uh, the, uh, the villain sings that because he's also a maniac sleeping in an empty room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's either he's eating cheeks or he's fucking like a Martha Marcy May Marlene situation here. Oh, he just got a he escaped a cult. Yeah, like he's getting deprogrammed or something. Because this at the way he's acting in this is just not acceptable. Well, it's the, also a weird thing where like, I, and I correct me if I'm wrong here, but are they not like? 
making some sort of an allusion to him having like Tourette's or something or autism. I'm I'm unclear. Some sort of spe- spectrum thing. Yeah, because like it, the first thing he says to her, like she's like, he's like, oh, how'd, how'd your husband die? And she's like, brain tumor. He goes, nice. And then yeah. he's like, oh, sorry, I don't have a filter. But uh. then later on, it's kind of played off like a joke because he's like, yeah, just. Uh, but I have this thing, but I could take pills for it. And I'm like, you can't really take pills for... I, I, I was, I was well, confused with what they too, were going for. Because they, they, na- they never name it. No, and with that whole line of him being like, oh, yeah, I've got a pill that... Because ma- he really says something like, oh, I take medicine and it makes me not sound like an asshole or something like yes. that. And I was like, well, I can't tell classically written screenplay <laughs> if this is like a joke you're making or if this guy has some kind of like condition. Yes. That I then have to like take seriously, or is it like I'm an asshole? Yeah, I got medicine for being an yeah. asshole. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I read New York asshole. I read the, New York asshole yeah. too, and that's I, how we're gonna play it. If we're wrong, we're wrong. You can yell at me on the I, internet, but I think I, that's how it's gonna be. I think it's just a good excuse for bad writing. <laughs> yes, just like hey, yeah, yeah. So whatever he says, just believe it. Well, it's also just crazy then if Harry Connick Jr. You know, he's like, all right, man, I'm like I'm playing like a New York asshole. Got it. I'm a fucking serial killer now. <laughs> like, it's like, so bad. Like his hair is like over his eyes and he's really quiet until he says something creepy. It's just like, it just, <laughs> he moves like death itself. It is really creepy. And it's weird too because, like, I mean, hot damn, try to find a guy with more charm and charisma than Harry Connick Jr. Sure. You're not going to find it. And in this movie, it's like there's like an X-Man mutant standing <laughs> off camera that's like, my power is I can dampen Harry Connick Jr.'s charm. <laughs> yeah. Does, Harry Connick Jr. has a line that's like, I buried my dog in a stereo box. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, about right. Hi, nice to meet you. I buried a dog in a stereo <laughs> box. You want to see it? It's around the corner. <laughs> I just, I mean, he is literally more charming in the film copycat. He is. I can't, I can't believe his performance in this movie. And I would say him and Sigourney Weaver have a more healthy relationship than him and Hillary Swank in this movie. <laughs> yes, I'm going to kill you, Doc. I'm going to kill you, Hillary Swank. I got my tooth knocked out of the movie. Hey, let's go to the Yankee Stadium. I'm going to kill you there or something. (laughs) I'm going to break into your house and smell your things. Am I joking? Who cares? (laughs) Find out tonight if I'm joking. Hey, I make jokes like that. Find out tonight if it's a joke. If you don't like that joke, I got a pill that'll make me better or something. (laughs) But if you Uh, do like it, I'll keep it up. I'm eating all your toilet paper. Believe me. <laughs> um, we should say too. We mentioned uh, one. So there is a little circle of friends here. Yeah. And speaking of friends, the show uh, we get Lisa Kudrow uh, as one of Hillary Swank's friends, Gina Gershon as another, and she is married to James Marsters, and that is the makeup of this hilarious and entertaining circle of uh, familiars you, that she has here. Harry, you're talking about Harry Connick Jr. not playing in this movie. Hill, Lisa Kudrow can play in anything, and she is doing nothing in this. They really hamper her with this, like, horny character, her, uh. and it just doesn't do... Like, she's horny until she's not, and then, like... The movie doesn't know if she wants to do how much of a character they want to be. That's why they cut her wedding out of the end of it. <laughs> yes, that's true. 
Um, it's a weird thing where she like this is this is what you're supposed to know about this character. She's walking around her friend's like wake funeral reception, whatever it is, doing this thing where like she'll go up to a dude and be like, like there's the little checklist, and like the, with each dude she talks to, we get more of the progression of the checklist, which yep. is ultimately like, are you single? And if he says yes, we continue, and it's like, okay, are you gay? If they say no, we'll continue further. Are do you have a job? If they say yes, then it's like she's ready to go. And like that's the gag. It's like first guy, are you single? No. See you later. Which is you know, literally a, a joke you would see in a friends or a Seinfeld. Well, yeah, again, it's it's friends because it's like gay, right? What? Yep. New York <laughs> yep. City, can you believe it? <laughs> I found a gay guy in New York. Weird. <laughs> oh man. And all her, her friends are also a decade older than her, which is that's, something. That's the weirdest. Yes, thank you, Eric. Because they are like Gina Gershon and Lucy Kudrow aren't like, I mean, they could be friends with Hillary Swank, but you do have to address at one point, like, yeah, um, we met at work, you know, that's like just something like that. Cause it's not like, yeah, these are not people that grew up together. Cause like she's so much younger than them. What? Well, it's a weird, like, I mean, I guess maybe because Butler is partners with Marsters, it's yes. like Gina Gershon's just in the circle that way. And we don't really know what the relationship is with uh, Lisa Kudrow's character. I mean, also, like, the, the relationships, it's, it's just, there's too much. Like, because you also have Nellie McKay as her sister. Dude, what is this character? It's really weird. I don't I don't get know this. what's going on. And this is a, this is a, this is an, an actress. I think she's also a musician. She's Chris. a musician, uh, mostly. But yeah, she also acts. She's, but she's English is what's important to point out here. Because we are trying any which way we can to hold on to some sort of American accent with this lady. And I don't get this, it. Oh, this is gone. quirk. It's quirk fest, man. Wait, you're it's, saying she is Hillary Swank's sister? Yes. I thought it was Butler's sister with that accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> See? No. Yeah. I absolutely did. It's, and I it's don't very know, confusing. She is taking this quirk to a whole new level of this is an alien with a skin suit on. Well, and it's just not for this movie either. Well, she reminds me of the lead in Little Shop of Horrors more than anything else. Like That's where she got her American <laughs> yes. accent from. Yep. Oh, my God, dude. That is fucking... That is... Yes, that's stunningly but, accurate, Steve. Sorry. But I also like the idea of the alien in the human suit. Sugar! <laughs> water! <laughs> also, I have a fan theory about this character. Because she's like really heavy up top and totally disappears in the middle of the movie. I think yeah. Harry Connick Jr. kills her. I think yep. that's what Ooh. that means. Absolutely. Yep. Do we not have her by the time those end credits blissfully roll? <laughs> she's in a picture at the end. Like when oh, we're fun, yeah, but that's, that's it. It's a fucking in-memoriam picture. She's not in a picture. She's in a stereo box out back. <laughs> you want to take a look? Take a peek? Look, there was, there was more room. Uh, the dog didn't take up that much room, so I put her in the box as well. I, I mean, it's like you have this movie where we're trying to do like a romantic comedy, and then it's also like ha-ha New Yorker comedy, but then also like this other thing, which is this one character believes that she's in some totally obnoxious adult swim sketch. <laughs> well, because I think, I think Harry Connick Jr. is like, hey, Hillary Swank, you want to help me move a couch? She's like, oh, I'm busy being grieving. And he goes to his sister, you want to help me move a couch? <laughs> yeah, sure. What's I a also couch? love the song American Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's a couch? Is that what you said, Chris? Alien in the skin suit. I like You're right. I like you better. On my home planet, we do not have places to sit. Why do you have that thing on your arm? It's it's <laughs> called a cast. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, an alien makes total sense because they observed 
Gerard Butler and they ob- observed Hillary Swank and they put the voices together and came up with this. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like they, that's kind of the, the the thing. Kathy Bates is her mom. She runs the thing, and like you know, uh, that's the funeral. Any other funeral stuff? Because we just get into her being grieving for a very long time. No, and the funny thing is, when she gets home from the funeral, she's taken. Dude, she is taking this puzzle box around with her in this movie like it's a fucking <laughs> character. It's, it's like creepy. it's a character in the film. She takes it home from Teddy's, and dude, there is a thing where the box is like set on you know some sort of thing right at the foot of their bed. And she's staring at it, and they have Hillary Swank. I mean, it's just like it's supposed to be. It was a long day. I am just ready to drop into bed. But she's looking at this box, and she rips her clothes off so fast that I was like, "She gonna fuck that box?" <laughs> it's, a, it. it's, an, it's an amp, dude. She could go full Sibion on that. that guy. <laughs> oh my god, fuck. dude! Yeah, this goes up to eleven. Me fuck box. <laughs> I think it's well, more likely that she attaches it to her stomach and makes it like a quato. <laughs> oh my god oh why do you miss jerry he's right here <laughs> say hi jerry box box, box, ah, box. start the reactor <laughs> oh, well there man. is so she's like home and like you know she's like feeling bad and stuff and then like uh jerry is just on the couch playing the guitar and i'm like oh shit this is a haunted house man dude yeah yep. i mean i don't know what's going on here because it's like a weird she wakes up uh, she forgets he's dead at first because she's like, Jerry, turn off the light. And then it's like, no, no, you're you're alone here. She gets up and like she's making coffee. Did you catch this part where she's making coffee? No. She's got two cups of coffee. Oh, ew. guys, she puts one on the urn. Oh, no. <laughs> she made oh, coffee for the urn. I swear to I God. I bet you she's pouring it in there, giving him dinner, <laughs> strapping him leftovers. The fucking ashes are covered in trash. <laughs> Her family comes over. What's that smell? It seems to be coming from the box. Is this... Is this a raw meat in here? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry it's literally been, just a... He, he's going to eat it later. He's going to finish it later. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. She turns his urn into like literally like a butt stop. She's just smoking. <laughs> Jerry would like it that way. He always liked it when I ashed in his face. It was one of the <laughs> things we did. Look, look he, tried to, he tried to quit. He tried to put on the patch, and I, he just couldn't quit before he died. <laughs> But you're totally right, Steve. At one point, she's like, where's that guitar music coming from? And it's just this ghost playing guitar on the couch. Hey, love, you better stop believing in ghost stories. (laughs) Boing. Because you're in one. (laughs) Ghosts can play the guitar, but we can't tune them. Would you tune me guitar, lassie? Ach, we can only play shite music. (laughs) What is the song that he's playing? This was a big pop. uh, I I love you to the end. It was a big, like, uh, like, uh, AM rock radio hit for a while. Uh, Uh But it just, like, why not put, like, some, like, a a universal song, like something that Aretha Franklin, like, sang or something. Like, Uh, I think the finger thing means the money. Probably. But, but, like, you're just playing the guitar. Like, I I don't know if you need rights to, like, do a cover of the song because it does sound like he's singing this you know what he could also do is not play the guitar <laughs> also also a choice but he's remember he's vaguely a musician which will come into play later but maybe uh, yeah i guess this movie's just it's longer than star wars <laughs> yes. i mentioned that it is longer than star wars we don't need every stupid scene like this but yeah. you're totally right so after a while of like you know trying to just mourn in her own way kathy bates and her circle of friends here are they've had enough and they're going to just invade this woman's apartment 
And it couldn't come at a worse time because she's like going through her shit, you know, trying to deal with this, however she's dealing with it or not dealing with it, whatever. It's her business. Do you see, she's, what, you see what she's wearing? No. What's that? Jerry's clothes. I know it's grief. I'm not trying to make too much fun of it, but I am because it's just like, <laughs> I am Jerry now. Hi. <laughs> I'm watching Jerry's favorite movie, A Star is Born with Judy Garland, apparently. It should end like Fight Club where she was Jerry the entire time. Oh, nice. yeah. oh that'd be rad because this means this horrible character would shoot herself in the head, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe take out a credit card company with it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they barge in while she's singing, and it's like total douche chill. And then yeah. they're like, "Oh, you poor thing!" And they start like cleaning her apartment for her. I mean, yeah. listen, I'm not doing that for any of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is really bizarre. And by the way, we have like transitions of like time passing, and all the font that is down below that says like winter. It's now winter or whatever. Yeah, it's like a Disney font. Yeah, it, yeah, it's way too happy, and I think it's the same font they used on the poster too. Way too peppy for this like weird grief it's, comedy. It's yeah. supposed to look like handwriting, but it looks it's it's it cute. Doesn't. It's yeah. very cute. And th I mean, the movie opens with the uh, camera obscura's uh, uh, "Hey Lloyd, I'm ready to be heartbroken," which is like a big peppy song. Like this, the lyrics are like heartbreaking, but like it's a peppy song. And I'm like, this is just a two hour death march. Also. <laughs> A good call pointing out the use of camera obscura here, dude, because I was like, oh, I know this movie to be shit, but hmm, maybe some points if there's a good soundtrack, but that's kind of like the only that's good it. song. That's, that's it. Movie. Everything else is garbage. It's kind of weird. I mean, like also like the that's what the movie's trying to do. It's trying to like have it not have it both ways, but like uh, grief can be kind of fun sometimes, can it? It's like not really. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. It, like, it, we're trying to be uplifting and cute and stuff, and it just it just t comes off as tone deaf. Well, you know how grief can be fun is if uh, <laughs> there's a crazy plan <laughs> orchestrated for you to literally never get over your dead husband. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like fun. So that's it, where we are right it, here. It ends up being it's Kathy Bates that was helping Jerry do this. Yes, yes, that's what we and, find out at the and end of the And she acts like it's bad at first to take the heat off of her <laughs> and says, yeah. like, this is a little much or whatever. It's I weird. It's a thing where I think, like, she was against it, but it's like she's not going to turn down, like, a dying man's wish you, for assistance. You know what I would do in that scenario is if he gives me all these letters, like, oh, yeah, of course, Jerry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Right when he dies, we're like we're going down to Teddy's fucking furnace. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh -huh. totally. Well, all right, you're you're fucking burned up in that box now, huh? Won't be needing these letters anymore. Exactly, because she's not going to get over it with this fucking scheme he's got going. I kind of always wanted to burn someone's letters. I always get jealous at the end of the dark <laughs> night. I'm like, oh man, no one's going to read that letter but Michael Caine. Yeah. Oh man, just like knowing that you have not like knowledge that no one else will ever. <laughs> possess because the only one else who possessed it is dead exactly dude burn those letters i'd be michael Caine times 12 with these ps i love you letters oh man kathy base just says i failed you i failed you and then what's that is that gerard butler at a restaurant i, <laughs> I always imagined i'd i'd see you in italy with with a, with a nice man and then i wouldn't say anything nothing at all 
Uh, but yeah, while they're cleaning up her apartment, ding dong, there's a cake delivery. Ew. Uh, and it's like, ah, happy birthday from Jerry. Oh, douche chill. Aren't you fucking creeped out? <laughs> I hope you're hungry. I ordered a hundred pizzas. <laughs> yeah, uh, you called 1-800-DEATH-CAKES. You're talking to Gibson. How can I help you today? Okay, you want to send, uh, you're going to die soon and you're going to send something to your mother. That's very nice. That's very nice. You want cupcakes, you say? Okay, but cupcakes like- that say, yes, I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is probably more of Kathy Bates. She's She is the real problem here. Yes. yes. Yes, well, she's like it, the Shawnee Smith to his jigsaw is what's going on. <laughs> yes, that's exactly Absolutely. right, dude, because this is a romantic comedy set inside the Saw Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Absolutely. This dude, this dude, Jerry, is a he's a fake Irish jigsaw right here. Because, <laughs> yeah, oh. it's a cake that just says happy birthday from Jerry on the cake. And like Hillary Swank is immediately like, um, what the fuck is this? Who's playing a joke on me right now? What? This is disgusting. And it's like, dude. I would be so pissed off right here if I was James Marsters because, like, here is this horrible thing that happens. Everybody is so uncomfortable. And immediately, of course, the first thought is, like, is this a joke? And then everyone immediately turns turns to Marsters and is like, did you fucking do this, dude? I'd be like, absolutely not. Why am I the death prank guy? Oh, there's a note here. It says, remember, death till we part. Not my death, yours. The games are afoot. (laughs) The games are afoot. (laughs) <laughs> Try to survive the next 48 hours, babe, or else I'll be seeing you real soon. <laughs> oh, there's a key inside this cake. Oh, did I say inside the cake? I meant inside James Masters. <laughs> You've got to cut him open and get the key. That's- Kathy Bates is like knocking him out one night and doing bad surgery on him there's, there's a little ca- uh, saw doll with the kilt on it <laughs> there are cameras all over amazing a huge apartment i'm watching them in hell <laughs> oh man and he ends like so he's like you know so some more information's gonna be coming your way soon love and remember you must do what i say okay he's saying into this tape recorder get the fuck out of here dead guy it's creepy dude like if you want to give her one big letter to be, for after sure. like she, she you know like hey look these are the things i always wanted to say to you but i never could i want you to get over this i want you to marry again i want you to fuck again i want you to have a great time one letter is yeah. totally fine yeah. no, like after the- a year of cat and mouse, <laughs> cat and mouse. <laughs> no I-, I like your idea steve it's much more like a much more uplifting movie love liza <laughs> well, th- you oh, know what? Man. Both movies made me want to sniff gas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, though, dude, give me a fucking depressing ass Philip Seymour Hoffman indie dramedy over this shit. Absolutely. Any day of the week. And just one letter. That's all it took for him to start right. huffing gas like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so his instructions in this first one are like, Yah, it's ye birthday. So it's like she's got to go out with all of her friends. Have, have a no, good time. Go out with your girlies and have a good time. That's that's the line, yeah. which I love. Better like, not go finding any dudes out there. <laughs> also, stay away from Harry Connick Jr. He actually <laughs> killed me. <laughs> He, sh- he ate my fucking face. He showed me his collection of dead cats. Oh, man. It would be so funny if all of his notes were like, you're going to solve me, murder. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting close. Oh, you're getting so close to how he died. Remember, I- no police. I, 
I would love if that was it, but like he actually just did die of cancer. Yeah, yeah. He just won't believe. He's like, no, somebody did it to me. (laughs) Someone gave it to me. Harry Connick Jr. slipped me the cancer. (laughs) Cancer (laughs) drink. Harry Connick Jr. pushed me at Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) He made me slip in chili. We were drunk, and he's like, hey, let's go get Wendy's. I'm like, hey, great idea. Then we get in there, it's chilly all over the floor, and he pushed me. I also think, and I can't prove it, but I think he spilled the chili, too. <laughs> he spilled it before we got there. And over my dead body, he ate my baconator. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch another man eat your sandwich while you die? <laughs> He just takes it right out of his hand and he's laying <laughs> on the floor. It's less, that's my, that's my bacon here. That's my bacon here. Blood's falling out of the back of his head. You won't need a bacon where you're going inside a stereo box. <laughs> Gonna need a new stereo, I guess. <laughs> the stereo killer. <laughs> Man, I like this, man, every three months, this guy gets a new stereo. <laughs> I don't know what's up with him. The stereo killer sounds like it could be a really great, like, gritty New York City horror movie directed by some Italian guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a, another stereo. What do you got there? It's about a six foot two and 300 pounds. <laughs> hey, I need a stereo box that I could fit a, a dead Irishman in. Human sized stereo systems. It would have to be New York in the 80s when we were setting this movie. <laughs> yes, that's actually uh-huh. true. A uh, great wall of sound. They go out, and this is again, and I mean, like, the gay stuff in this movie, like, what the, f- who is this for? Because they go to a gay club, and, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff about, like, oh, I want to, my colorist is gay, he got us on the list, and, like, it's just, it's raining men inside here, man, and I'm like, what are we talking about? And there's a bad joke in here, too, where the guy at the door is like, oh, a gay colorist in New York, you don't say, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely with these jokes. I guess they're trying to be like, we're going to go out and have fun but not be hit on, so we're going to go to the gay club. Which people do, which is totally yeah, fine. Yeah, which is just... fine, but like the way the way it's presented is a bit rich. It's also just an annoying fucking Sex in the City esque situation. Yeah. Every time jokes like that like go down, and like even like in a very serious movie, they should just play the Home Improvement song, <laughs> like the little flute, like. yeah and it's also this weird the weirdest part of this movie is her sitting down with all these older gay guys and they're talking about how they lost all their friends i assume to aids and it's like what is this doing in this movie it, dude, I was quite stunned by this because I don't think there's any other way to read that. You know, it's she's, not. she's sitting around and it's also very specifically like a bunch of older dudes. Yes. Right. And they're like, we lost so many of our friends, too. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, do not, no, no, no. We are not bringing up the fucking AIDS plague while this movie is about a ghost sending this girl <laughs> on a treasure hunt. 
Well, maybe all these men just went to Wendy's as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we've had so many friends slip on chili at Wendy's too. No, well, again, yeah. If these are night owls, you know what I mean. You get drunk, you got your friends, and they keep they got they ha- the 59th Street Wendy's needs to mop their floor and put down a goddamn sign. I, I know what you've been through. My partner slipped on some uh, broccoli and cheese uh, topping for his potato. <laughs> And the baked potato bar is killing people, too. She gets hammered. She winds up going back to her mom's bar. And this is where she's in like a storeroom with Harry Connick Jr. where he starts to unravel all of his creepiness here. This is insane. Yes. It's also yeah. the closet where they keep all of the Campari. Yeah, I noticed that. By the way, Teddy's weird. in real life. I don't think you could find a single bar of Campari in that bar. <laughs> Single bottle, no this way. This is where he says he had a hooker phase at one point, right? <laughs> Dude, yes. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, get the, well fr- get the Friends theme ready because his fiance left him for another woman. And the woman was his other ex. It's just so dumb. And the idea like that would be so heart-crushingly worse or something. Oh, and then also, they were business partners. And fuck this it, guy. And, and fuck it, these <laughs> little premises, these little fucking sitcom bullshit. And he, yeah, he does say, like, yeah, and it, it messed me up for a whole year. And she's like, wow, how did you get over? He's like, well, I had a hooker phase until I ran out of money and I couldn't get any more hookers. And it's like, <laughs> then I had to just start killing him. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, well, uh, you know, there's this detective up my ass. He was figuring, putting two and two together. I had to uh, put that to stop to that. See, now I'm you, here. What do you do when you. <laughs> You get the hooker, and then you kill her. You get the money back, and then you put her in a stereo box. Yes. <laughs> and and you, look, you have to buy a lot of expensive stereo equipment. It doesn't really work out at the end of the day. I'm I'm deeply in debt now. But <laughs> hey, let me tell you how much I love the music of Huey Lewis and the News, <laughs> man. And again, like you know, seeing sex works is fine, and maybe he even had a thing about it. But the way it's presented is this weird thing of like. What was he working out with these ladies? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, well, also, I mean, it's it's positioned as a negative, right? Exactly, it's yes. like, how did you get over this? Well, actually, I had an addiction to hookers. Well, okay. Like, <laughs> if that's what you had to do, dude, fine. Also, what kind of money are you making that you could do that? <laughs> yeah, deeply in debt. I, I, I imagine he's like six digits in the hole. <laughs> Um and the the fucking like button on this hilarious scene is she just vomits in this closet which big mistake because you're not getting that smell out you see how small this closet no way. is no un unreal uh, um well she's hung over the next morning and this is where it's the only time we see her like doing her job at all because I think she's like while Marsters and Butler were business partners. She's also kind of, I don't know about partners, but like she works for the same realty firm as Gina Gershon because they're showing this place together. Yes. And it's- she's like super hungover and shit. And like, yeah, the the, the guy doesn't want to buy the place and the, the wife is like forcing him to do it. And Hillary Swank is just like, stand up for yourself, Martin. Stand up for yourself. And it's like, what? <laughs> What's happening? It, it's a thing that like maybe... If this movie was about something completely different, you could have this character do that at the end of this movie. But <laughs> yes. like, I don't know what like you know we're supposed to glean from. She's like finding what in herself here. I, I don't understand. I, I think the idea is like she doesn't like she 
later on when we find out what her real quote unquote calling is, it's like this is letting you know that this is not her calling, I suppose. I guess she's like willing to throw it all away oh, in this oh, moment. Oh. But how do you afford this lower east side <laughs> mansion you have? But also they don't know what real love is. Like she's lost real love. So yes, she knows for real. These two oh, don't have sure. it because, you know, she uh, the 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 wife is bullying the man. That's that's true. Also, I was uh I was getting pretty excited here. This apartment looked exactly like the Soho Loft and Ghost. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing too, right? She is showing this massive Soho Loft, her and Gina Gershon. So even if you're splitting that commission down the middle, like that's a fucking take, man. <laughs> like, because they, they reveal the price or something. It's like $3 million or something. And this dude's like, oh, that's way outside of where we said we could go. Also, I start getting the I'm tangentially watching House Hunters shakes because <laughs> it's a couple looking at a place that they're going to buy and they're fighting over it. And I just started having flashbacks. Well, yeah, you're like, oh, they're going to get divorced. You're like, oh, I'm watching yep. House Hunters again. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, so you're going to argue about this house and then go straight to the divorce attorney after this episode episode is filmed I, yeah i mean like hillary swank has the wendy's money but gina gershon is struggling like <laughs> you, you gotta help this. her out like she needs this fucking commission the best house hunters thing i've ever seen is one woman wouldn't there's like absolutely she's like i will not have a basement in my house and like <laughs> and that's, that's <laughs> what it. a weird thing <laughs> it was just like i will not and they, they, they actually the guy of course because of tv they showed her an apartment a place in the basement and she's like I'm not, you have to look at it. I'm not looking at that basement. I'm like, what, what psychological look, trauma happened to this woman? Look, I gotta listen. say, if you don't have a basement, you know what's creepier? That's what you have is a crawl space. <laughs> yes. Listen, <laughs> people <laughs> weren't supposed to be underground. That's like being dead. If you have a basement, you're dead. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what the the bye bye man said he was gonna kill me in the basement. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah, I feel like you know that person may have lived through like a Blair Witch Project experience. <laughs> that or they're just like one of these West Coast loonies, right? Because they, they don't have uh, basements out there, or at least not as popular as on the right. East Coast. Yeah, not as not as not as prevalent as we have them here. Well, yeah, for sure. because all their cousins are in the corner, just staring into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she gets fired immediately after this face off, you know, it just cuts to her like she packed up her shit and is going back to this apartment, you know, with all her office supplies together. Um, and then, you know, to to get the passing of time here, calendar wise, ding dong, here is a like St. Patrick's Day leprechaun balloon delivery thing. And this is that dude. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was on SVU for a while as a medical technician. And they were like. Oh, you know what would be a good idea? We're going to take this character who has like a scene maybe every other episode and we're going to make him like decide that he's going to be a serial killer. Oh, God, I forgot. Yeah, because they really gave it to that dude. Yes. Like all of us, like he became like more and more prominent on the show. And then it was like, oh, this guy's like a mass murderer secretly. <laughs> was he in Christopher Maloney's last episode? Is that how that works? Or something like that? Maybe. Oh, it, it could have been. I thought he maybe lasted post Maloney. Oh, okay. maybe not. possibly. Um, but yeah, so he's doing like some singing telegram thing. And we've got this joke here of like, if I sign for this, are you going to sing to me? And he's like, yes, and I have to. Otherwise, my boss, I'm going to get a bad review or whatever all of this non-comedy is supposed to be. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand why something like this is here. Like, I, I, I really did just was like, what, what? 
It's, yeah, no, it's <laughs> totally confusing because it's well, because you know why, dude? It's because this movie is not the movie that it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. So it's doing all of these things in the vein of the movie that it thinks it is, and it just is really yeah. awkward because it's so far from that kind of you, a movie. You know, when Paul Mazursky like diverts from the main plot line, it usually <laughs> underlines the thematic material. <laughs> this is just like, yeah, this is funny, stupid bullshit. Here you go. <laughs> well, you know, he's an Irish ghost, right? Writing these letters. And why? Right. Irish people love leprechauns and stereotypical song and dances. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, and what this does here is this letter that she has from him sort of triggers this first flashback. And it's him. Like, they're at a karaoke bar. And he's really, like commanding the room here and she's like not having it of course they're all out together the whole crew's here for this flashback but it's 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 funny because it, a it's car- it's not really karaoke because i don't see the fucking tv anywhere mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like it's not i hate when movies and tv do this dude you're totally right like i am forever staring at the karaoke screen when i'm doing it like when you have monitor free karaoke in pop culture i'm like absolutely yeah, this not. is this is the masters of karaoke <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember the whole song and you have to remember it all by beat and you have to like get ready to do it and it's amazing because like he he's doing this thing like he does this great song or whatever and everyone's like go going nuts over it and then Panty like, dropping dude with this performance and like marsh is like get holly up there get holly up there and i'm Somebody in there is like, I put my name in the book an yep. hour ago. I put this, my fucking They've been up there all night. You're you, not getting off. You're so right to point this out, Steve, because he finishes his song and he's like, all right, now who's next? Let's see. And I'm like, no, no, no. Someone has their name on a fucking list and they're like, get off the stage, weird sounding Irish guy. Now it's my <laughs> turn. But it's he's like the MC. Like, you're not responsible for picking the next person that goes, asshole. Come on, it- buddy. My my best friend here was gonna do Everlong. Get off the stage. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. I got the I got the tumor. It's okay. <laughs> Gina Kershawn went up there fucking twice. It's my birthday. This sucks. And they're all terrible, <laughs> except for that one weird-sounding Irish guy. He was okay. Oh, oh, she's going to do Total Eclipse of the Heart, my song. Great. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, yeah, they, he's like, Ah, look, that is my wife. She's a real coward. She'd never get up here and sing, Hey, baby, and not in the loving way. I mean, you're a literal baby for not coming up here. <laughs> And then she like gets pissed off enough to the point where like she comes up there. What is she singing here? A Prince song? It's a Prince song. Uh, sex thing or something? Uh, I forget which one. It is. I don't remember which one. But like, and all of a get sudden, off. it's it's get off. Get off. She's singing. All of a sudden, it's like she's doing this like strip tease yeah. out of nowhere, and I'm like, what? What are you doing? Well, like, <laughs> just let her be mad and not do. This. Clearly, you've never watched the Masters of Karaoke. It's no, there's no <laughs> rules. It's just yeah. like you're stripping on stage. As long as you remember the lyrics, that's all that matters. Oh, she's trying but I guess, to like, she's trying to do the sex thing in order to get the gold jacket at the Masters. We're back here for our programming <laughs> of the karaoke masters the ESPN. <laughs> Great. It's like it, dude, it's a gold jacket, but it permanently smells like rum and coke. <laughs> oh, 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 it looks like she's gonna do the Joni Mitchell song. Oh, 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 it's Court and Spark. It's Court and Spark. They've never done this before. They've never done this at a Masters. Let's sit and watch. Very um, exciting day. Tom is going to do the night they drove old Dixie down, and he nails it. 
Excellent. <laughs> oh, look at that. We thought it would be too long of a song for him to do for karaoke, but there it is. Yeah. That was perfect. I would hate to be Dixie tonight because it got drove down. That was that was wonderful. Oh. Ooh, and Gregory totally blows it on Corn's Follow the Leader. <laughs> uh, and uh, Paul has been disqualified for doing Paradise by the Dashboard Light. That's nine minutes long. <laughs> Oh, uh, look at that. Michael is scratched this afternoon. We have a scratch. <laughs> Turns out he came into the karaoke club. Yep, those were lyrics written on his hand. Yep. Mm. Oh, that's a scratch. Oh, outcast B.O.B. This is just a te- this is one of the <laughs> toughest out there. Toughest out there. Wow. You just got to watch. This is a 14-year-old master ready to go. <laughs> it's a sad day for sports today. <laughs> Not everyone, not everyone quite n- nailed that. And the the, the misscatting and that follow the leader set, very disappointing. That cost him part five. Clearly, he has not watched. You know, David Selmet's unbelievable performance of "Got the Life" last year. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show that uh, you have like to be that. really prepared to play on this course. <laughs> I would watch that on ESPN Plus. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and I guess the other thing too is they're they're really amping up the sexiness of her singing here, just so that when she falls off the stage, it's all the more funny. I guess. And also, uh, she breaks her nose. We cut to her in the emergency room or whatever. Dude, and- her whole face is destroyed. This is speaking <laughs> of saw, dude. Destroyed. Also, um, quick detail. No reason to go back to it, but just to keep score. Uh, the guests that were attending that karaoke night, it's, uh, oh, well, she has to, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. The two things kind of merged together. The, because- the two scenes happen at the same time, yes, but you're right. This, I mean, her face is totally destroyed. It looks like Jigsaw put a fucking bear trap on it. Like, <laughs> and he's trying, he's trying to like make with the yucks here. Like it's the golden girls. And I'm like, dude. She like this is divorceable. Oh yeah, right here. this <laughs> has to be well, divorce she, is on the table. Because well, the thing is, she didn't want to go out that night. She was really like blah blah blah. Like she's like you know she had a long yep. day at work and it's like come on you baby. And then she like <laughs> destroys her face forever. It seems. Uh, but yes, I so she keeps being married to him somehow, and we get to like the present day. Now she's back on the treasure hunt. Everybody is back. We got Marsters, Gershon, and yep, the fucking black cube is there. She brings the urn <laughs> to the karaoke bar. Come on. Well, he's got to see it, you know? <laughs> he's got to be there to see it. She opens a little window on it, and it's just a pile of ash with two eyeballs on it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. That's a prop from Pee Wee's Playhouse Halloween edition. God, does anybody else smell vomit, garbage, and raw meat? <laughs> oh, it's coming from the air. Oh, my God. Oh, what's in here? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's some uh, chili fries for the box, please. <laughs> Put it in. Just sli- no, you can slip it right in the top. <laughs> yeah. Feed I'm- me! I'm kind of with Eric, though. You put googly's- googly eyes on this thing. It's a few- <laughs> cute little prop. Well, exactly, yeah. Ah, my husband's dead. Ah! I'm completely untethered from reality. Ah! Oh, untethered was indeed the secret word. So she's she's singing the song. She's singing the song that he plays on the guitar, right? Yes. I love you um, to the end. Oh man, this song yes. sucks. Like you, you can't anchor a movie to this song. It's just bland shit. It fucking sucks, dude. And like. 
we get this weird thing where the bar clears out and she, I guess, is really only singing for the box, but the box like turns into Gerard Butler, yeah. who's just like cr- crying at this table in this fantasy sequence. And I'm like, is the ghost crying? What is happening here? Dude, and, and again, like you're just like, oh my God, this is my, it's my birthday. And now this dead woman is, she's starting the night by singing to her dead husband. How yep. am I gonna how am I gonna follow this up? How what am I supposed to do after this? You're like the unpaid dude who's like just volunteering to host the karaoke night. <laughs> it's like, wait, they started with what? Oh, well, the whole night is yeah. sunk now. Yeah. Are you kidding? You gotta do like 20 minutes of just jukebox after that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. You have to reset. It's like, you know what, dude? Put the house music on. I can't. Uh you know, everyone's in tears right now. So for the next 35 minutes, it's nothing but Weird Al Yankovic songs. <laughs> we'll get back to karaoke when everybody's ready to laugh again. Uh, oh, we're also we're introduced to Dean Winters here really quickly. Uh, yep. Always love a good Dean Winters if, sighting. So, he, like, hits it off with Lisa Kudrow. That's, does he show up again until the end, though? Nope. No, he's like, kind of gone. This like, is... He's a- it's so weird to like make her like romance with him a real thing and just have these two scenes. It because I mean the movie is too long anyway, so obviously I'm glad there's not like subplots, but they just don't have subplots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of, like you, you cut them both out. Lisa Kudrow doesn't need to be in this movie. At least yep. Gina Krishan is like tied to her office. Yeah, exactly. Like it, 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 everything should be f- focused on Hillary Swank here, and let's get out of here, kind of a thing. Like I don't and, need yep. this six minute scene that does nothing to any plot. And Marsters is married to Krishan, right? Yes. 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 Okay. So that yeah, that but get rid of Lisa Kudrow. I, I love her, but get rid of her in this yes. movie completely. I mean, she's too good for this fucking dreck anyway. Um, so we do have these helpful little playful fonts that keep coming up to let us know time is passing. We get to summer. Uh, and this is the arc. I arranged a trip to Ireland for you and two of your closest friends. Uh, wait, do, is that why all the money was missing from the savings account? <laughs> 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 nah, that Dave Thomas has deep pockets. We're all going to Ireland. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, like the money to fucking just send three people to Ireland. It's crazy, man. Hillary Swick has like a, a shirt with the Wendy's logo on it. <laughs> she got all free merch from them, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, it's a t shirt with a redhead on uh-huh. it. So. <laughs> But yeah, so they they go to Ireland and great, great uh, bit of helpful text here. We spend like 10 minutes on like, I paid to go to (laughs) Ireland. I paid for you to go to Ireland with your friends. There's another quick scene where Kathy Bates is like, I don't think you should go to Ireland with your friends. This all seems very unhealthy and I'm the only correct person in this movie, but but I'm also in on it. So I'm definitely not. She's the one like buying the. She must be the one like going through with the tickets and shit. Like, yeah, all of that. The the, the cake delivery, making sure that all of them were at the apartment that fateful day. Rename this movie. P.S. My mom's a fucking psycho. Fucking A, dude. Two uh, for PS My Mom's a fucking psycho. <laughs> I go to see that in the theaters, absolutely. For oh, Valentine's yeah. Day for sure. You gotta go to another country for your ghost husband, and then I'm gonna make act like I'm not I'm against it. God damn, she's infuriating Ca- the character. And the uh, and the winner is Kathy Bates for PS My Mom's <laughs> fucking psychopath. <laughs> Uh, but the crazy thing is, so uh, like, just 
we do all of this. Like we know the destination is Ireland, right? The film cuts to like sprawling green countryside, and it just goes Ireland. <laughs> it's like. No fucking shit, dude. You are making this movie for the lowest common denominator right now. <laughs> God damn it. And uh, he's also written... It's kind of great. Good, the best part of the movie is he's written letters for Hilary Swank. Uh, not, uh, obviously Hilary Swank, but no, for um, uh, Lisa Kudrow and Gina Gershon. Right. And they're like reading them all together. And, like Lisa Kudrow, it's amazing. She, she's a good, great actress. She's reading it. She's just like... And blah, blah, blah. That's, oh, ha, ha, ha. He, he always remembered that joke. And she puts the letter down. And she's like, I don't know how you do this. And I'm like, yes, yep. thank you. Somebody <laughs> Absolutely said right, it. dude. Like, I don't know how you are dealing with this creepy ass ghost shit. <laughs> I got one ghost letter and it's more than enough. <laughs> if you don't do what me say, you will pay. <laughs> and then like Hillary Swank's all bumming at that point because they're at some like little Airbnb or B&B because it's 2007 air hadn't found its way in yet um <laughs> but like she's like oh geez you guys got letters from my ghost but i didn't get one <laughs> like shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> um and she winds up going to an irish club we get a flashback oh, no you gotta go to me fave because the other thing is they're in his hometown that's right so it's like now we're doing the gerard butler highlights tour where it's like <laughs> You gotta go to me hometown. You gotta go to me favorite fucking pub. And meanwhile, like Gina Gershon's like, I kind of want to see where Ulysses was read written. No, you're going to me favorite pub. <laughs> you got to see the parking lot I smoke cigarettes in. <laughs> oh, wow. Classic hometown tour, dude. The first bedroom I ever came in. <laughs> I know. Here's the second. I know it's a little trite, but I'd, I'd like to see the Blarney Stone. No, ye fucking won't. You're gonna go to where, <laughs> where we band played their first show, a fucking rec center. <laughs> it is so stupid. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, and look, they're they're intercutting this bar scene with when Hillary Swank saw him at play at this club and i will give this to gerard butler he's singing in this movie he's pretty good you know yeah it's totally fine yeah he's got a totally fine singing voice mm -hmm. um maybe not for something as on the scale of like phantom of the opera but hey, that was schumacher's decision for, man not mine for like the rock Pogue, singery guy yeah, you know? yes yeah. material it's about right mm -hmm. um and then meanwhile in the the current timeline we see jeffrey dean morgan Playing. Seattle Zone. <laughs> I mean, I cannot. <laughs> He's playing an Irish guy. Yeah. He's terrible in this, and I like. I, I, I'm always fine with Je a little Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but holy mackerel, is he bad but, in this well, movie? Remember, the look is right, at I, least. Like he's a hot guy in this. Sure, he looks he looks hot. good, but like yeah. it's just the 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 voice and the what he's saying is a problem. Again, there was no Irish people available at the time of film. <laughs> Just, yeah, get, get Fassbender, man. It's 2007. He was around. Yeah, he wasn't big yet. Yeah, really? but like he, would be, he was yeah. a hunk. He was an yeah. Irish hunk. He's probably a little people... too imposing for this movie. Sure. Well, you could you could put in this role we because we were trying to do the same casting thing while we were watching this. Right, we were sitting there like, all right, Irish guys, and like honestly, for what the Jeffrey Dean Morgan character is, he was still doing. Uh, IT crowd at the time, but like a Chris O'Dowd. Sure, yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. as just like, oh, I'm just kind of like a nice Irish guy, I, hometown Colin guy. Colin Farrell, yes, also, Colin Farrell could have done the Gerard I, Butler. He came up as well in I, our conversation. I, I, I got it. Stephen Ray. <laughs> oh my oh, God! Jesus. No, instead Stephen Wright. That's how we're gonna go. <laughs> okay. Top of the morning to you. 
<laughs> K. Billy Super Sounds of the Irish Emerald Isles. Excuse me, I have to sing this song. It's just for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, Faith and Begora to you and such. I'll love you till the end. <laughs> Uh, and so she sees Jeffrey Dean. They're like hitting on him, and he's like, you know, oh, uh, would you, uh, you know, I, I have to go play one more song, and then maybe, you know, we can hang out afterwards. We can split some of my lucky charms I have with this accent. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. And I'm, and it, what's also amazing, and also why you should be cast. He sits down, and it's just somebody else singing. It's absolutely not him at all. Yeah, at all. I check the credits too. It's totally not him. Is it also Gerard Butler? <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> uh, so he starts playing. He's also playing this Love You Till the End song. Oh, no, this right? Galloway Girl. Oh, right. Oh, the, yeah, the Steve Earle Galloway yes. Girl song. The, uh, Galloway Girl, yeah. Um, and she freaks the fuck out and runs out of the club. Because uh, that was the, it's the same song. That's right. The the flashback is yes. him. Gerard Butler doing a lot of crowd work in that flashback. Oh, he sure, comes dude. off the stage with the guitar. He's walking around the pub. Not too shabby. Maybe the best part of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. Again, like yeah, they don't have great chemistry, but he's doing his best in this movie. Well, because this was right. It was the. It's before Hollywood was like. You know what? Yes. Just do your American Mike type movies and, and that ilk. This was like, well, the 300 guy also is like pretty charming and, you know, yes. got a good personality. Maybe we can dump him in these romantic comedies. Because wasn't the ugly truth around this time, too? Uh, yeah. That was 20. No, no, you're right. 2010 was the bounty hunter. There's so many of these like <laughs> uh, rom coms he was in. Oh, right. Speaking. Yeah, the bounty hunter. Speaking of friends. 2009 uh, was the ugly truth. But oh yeah, so so two years after this. Yeah. But also speaking of Irish singing, what came out this year, uh, two thousand seven? Also once. Yep, yep. You're totally. Right. <laughs> yep. Like, Jesus, a slightly man. better, slightly better movie. Slightly better movie. That's one of those movies that it's good, and no one's ever gonna think about it again for the rest of the time. Well, which that, is fine. Well, that 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 uh, it's off Broadway now. Well, Broadway's off Broadway, but um, uh, <laughs> oh, that's been that's been gone for a while yeah, too. Yeah, the, the musical that happened. Um, so yeah, she freaks out. She runs away. The next day, this is I don't know what this scene is. The the three of them out on the fishing boat. Well, the movie literally We're, stalls out here. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they like they don't they realize that like. Oh, like we're gonna go out on the lake or whatever, and then like, oh shit, we just dropped the oars into the water. Whoops! This is the dumbest shit. But they you can the, the, see those oars floating. Get your ass out the boat and get them. Exactly, yeah. they're right there. They're like two inches away. Like you could even like probably lean out and get at least one I'm oar. Standing. <laughs> it's like get out into the water and try standing. Or you know what? If you can't, <laughs> if you can't get those. Use your hands. There's three of you. Just start paddling. It, I'm, I promise you, it's a tiny ass little wooden <laughs> rowboat. I promise you, you could back, get back to land without the help of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who comes to the no. rescue. But this shit is like a bad Three Stooges. Sketch. No, they're allergic to water. You don't know this, but they are. They're <laughs> allergic to water. They're they're damsels, and they need some hunks to show up. Right? This fucking shit, though, dude. It's Every, so it, stupid. It's like sweeps shit. Like, like it, it, you're, everybody's bored with this movie it's a downtime <laughs> and they're like uh uh i'm getting married i'm pregnant yes and dude they like, are oh. rubbing it they are rubbing it in this widow's face right here on her fucking on her uh dead husband's death tour they're sitting <laughs> in this boat and it's like gina gershon like 
oh yeah, you're a widow? Well, how about this? I'm pregnant. And then Lisa Kudrow's like, yeah, widow, and how about this? I'm getting married, so we can't die on this lake together. You're, you're on this grief vacation, and you're fucking, you, you just talk about this shit? You haven't, like, talked with each other, been like, look, maybe we shouldn't bring this up right now. Absolutely. Well, Seriously. They say it, like, I think, um, Gina Kishan says it's sort of by accident, but it's not by accident. She's like, huh, if we stay on this lake for nine more months, there's gonna be another person here. Oops, did I say I was pregnant? <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, you that's exactly did. right, dude. Oh. That is not an accident. That's a calculated she, remark. She was hear that they were completely silent on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was up all night with that line. She was like trying to figure out something for like this. She's like, there's gotta be a way for me to get get this information in there somehow. Um, um, hello, uh, person to personal call to uh, Bruce Valanche. Hello. <laughs> well, I want to ruin. I'm on a Bruce. You, you're you're the best. Uh, I'm on a grief tour with my best friend, and I want to stick it in her face that I'm pregnant, but also make it seem like an accident. Been I, there before. <laughs> co- coming right up. <laughs> That'll be nine dollars. Hillary swanks back at the boat. She's like, that sounds like a fucking Bruce Valanche line you just gave me. <laughs> You gave me B, you gave me B material, Valanche. She knew it. She knew it was you right off the bat. <laughs> it's so stupid, man. And then, like, so they're just freaking out. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan and his dad, who are like, I don't, the keepers of the lake here, yeah. they're like, just. I guess they just ride around in this boat looking for people that need help. I love that Kathy Bates takes a shine to this father. At the, we're talking, I'm talking about the last scene now yeah. for some reason, but like, sure. it's going to turn into like an all-out family orgy. Oh yeah. yes, yep. Oh, just wait, dude. Just wait till it happens. Open house, man. Everybody's fucking everybody. Because like when Kathy Bates looks at Jeffrey Dean Morgan's father, you can just tell the the floodgates are going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is this weird thing where like they do that in movies sometimes. Like, oh, it's cute. You could date the son, and I could date the dad. Like, no, it's not. It's not cute yeah. at all. It's super weird. weird. You're gonna be part Get of a documentary. Weird... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the BBC's right next door. They're gonna find you, dude. This weird fucking sex all skate that this movie ends on, man. Whatever. Welcome to All in the Family on the BBC Network. <laughs> They're shagging each other. <laughs> the mum is shagging the the, the, the the whatever. You get it. <laughs> you you know. I was gonna do know. it, but I'm not gonna do it. You know my son. You know my son. He says he says you know this lady. She gives me a boner. She gives me a boner, and her mother might give you a boner. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Sue's, uh, yeah, they say sometimes, they get, by the way, boners skip a generation. So you got to, true. you know, very lucky if you get if it works twice. Anyway, uh, they wind up, um, they wind up back at the house and like they feed Jeffrey Dean Morgan and everything. He's so sexy. So, like, the, it's kind of it's it's even worse than the boat because Hillary Swank and Lisa Kudrow go upstairs and start cackling to each other about their amazing new lives. And like Hillary Swank's like, I guess I'll get drunk and fuck Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, they, what is this? There's some weird like situation. This is also kind of like the setup for some weird horror movie, right? It's like, oh, I went back to a house with these three ladies in the middle of the night and they forced me to stay here. Yes. Because they're like, it's late or something like that. And they're like, you can just sleep here. Why don't you just sleep here? And then like Lisa Kudrow's like, you must fuck this person. <laughs> he is here all I, night. Like she keeps yelling all night. I hate to say it, but I actually would prefer the reverse knock knock 
to whatever the fuck this is. Man, that knock-knock is unwatchable. Bad stuff. Not even my love for Keanu could prevent me from turning that bad, off. Bad, bad stuff. It's trash. Eli Roth, that is, baby. that is what I was thinking of. <laughs> um, but so they... Um, He's he, taking a shower, yeah. right? You get a nice little ass shot of him, not too shabby. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ooh. And she's like trying to pour herself a shot, but she like pours whiskey all over the place because his ass is so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there, dude. I would have done it. And I can't believe it turns out it's like, oh, you know Jerry? Oh, that was my best friend, my best mate. <laughs> dude, they were bandmates. Gerard Butler engineered this whole thing so he could pass off his <laughs> yeah. wife to the bandmate. <laughs> Billy Gallagher. This is insane. It's I mean, not. she's she's got some lines here that are just truly stunning. She goes, uh, she goes, I haven't had a new man in ten years. <laughs> Back after I'm dead, I'll deliver you a package. Get ready to unwrap it. <laughs> it's a, and the, like she's talking about like you know like being in a long term relationship, like wearing a, like a pair of shoes for so long or something like that. And I don't know if I'm ready for a new pair of shoes. And then his line is a real stone cold stunner, dude. He goes, uh. Ah, how about going barefoot a while? <laughs> oh, dude, it's my Jeffrey Dean Morgan impression. It's, you're close, movie. man. It's really, it, I can't even do, you can't even do it justice. He is so terrifically bad at this Irish accent. But like his sexy line, because she's talking about like relationships being like shoes. And he's like, how about you just go barefoot for a while? This is going to be a real raw dog fucking <laughs> lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we need a condom, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> let's like, let's slow it down. There is another creepy line where he, she kisses him and he's like, oh, Oh wow, you're awfully sweet. And she's like, oh, the last guy that said that to me said he doesn't date thirteen year old girls. And he's like, oh right, lucky for you, neither do I. And it's like, ew. Uh-huh. Thank you for not being a pedophile. Yeah. Can we move on? Hi. I was really unsure if I was gonna sleep with this guy, but then he confirmed that he's not a child rapist, and I was all about so it. So let me <laughs> review my options: this guy who might be a child molester, or the guy that puts bodies in stereo boxes. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Ah, take your pick, Lassie. It's a world of terrifying hunks. It's a monster party outside your house. Maybe, just maybe, like the person you go for next shouldn't be involved. Shouldn't have been involved with your fucking husband. And yeah, you shouldn't date a guy that works for your fucking mom. Yes. <laughs> well, she doesn't find out till after they fuck. She's after like, the deed is done, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah she's like, by the way, that's intentional. I I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a bit of a scumbag here. I, the way they never shut up about this guy, the box is probably in the room. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I didn't get confirmation on whether the box made it overseas. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, dude? You she was thinking about it, but then uh, you know, this is 2007. All those forums came out like, what are you transporting over overseas? Like, yep. you know what? Forget dude, it. Just, it was way too much paperwork I, to take the I, box. Just I scatter his ashes in ireland and be done with this dude i would be so- great i'm sorry lisa kudrow you can't come with us your seat is going to the box <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because when jeffrey dean morgan says it's after they screw and he's like one of the funniest lines i totally cackled he's like so tell me about your man who died <laughs> and this is where yeah he's like wait a minute jerry no, oh, not me, me, Jerry. And like they used to be in a band together. It was like Irish Wham. They shared everything. <laughs> Irish Wham. 
Yeah, they shared everything, dude. That's exactly That's right. The- Stage time, songwriting <laughs> credits, and women. I think it's just like, oh, man, you know, I always told my bud, me mate, that he could fuck me wife after I died. <laughs> so I'm going to set up this letter writing campaign. Yeah. Uh- Oh man, we had, we had a bet if who whoever dies first, the other guy gets to fuck the other's wife. This is the end game he's been engineering from the start. This twisted fucking jigsaw motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She should have a was I a bet at, uh, moment at the end of all of this. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But, and also, Irish way, man. If it, replace the shitty poke song, "I Love You Till the End," get rid of that and fucking put in like, "Ah, wake me up before you go go. Don't hang me like a holo." I'd be into that. I'd be I'd be way into Irish Wham. Big time. Uh, oh, so he she goes to visit his parents. It's like, well, I guess I'll get the visit to Jerry's parents out of the way. Wow, what a great fucking... Also, his parents skipped his funeral. Like, his dad yep. had a stomachache or something. Like, <laughs> just like, I don't know, man. Like, oh, no, it he is, has surgery. I know. I get it. But, like, it's, funny, it's, your, it's your only fucking son <laughs> who died at, like, 30 or 35 or yes, something. 35. You, yeah. You got to get to that fucking funeral. I'm sorry. At least one so, of you. Like, representation <laughs> from, from the country. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, and, the, and the funny thing is the only thing that really comes from it is <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know, we did kind of used to hate your guts. I guess we got over it. I don't know. Well, the thing well, is, well, thanks for visiting. She says, "Well, you should visit us more often." I'm like, "Fuck you! You're in Ireland, and you ghosted my husband's funeral. You can eat shit, lady." <laughs> also, you're not like it's. You don't have that social obligation anymore. You're yep. not part. The family yep. is the what connected them is gone. <laughs> We're thinking about putting together a foundation in Jerry's name. We'd like you to be a part of it. I'm licking all these stamps. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. He's licking the stamps in Wendy's where he falls on the chili. <laughs> um, what's your cheapest stamps? <laughs> uh, uh, the, we have the flashback here of how they met in Ireland, and she's just like wandering the street trying to find a national park that she's already walking in yeah and this is another 20 minutes off the clock because this is a long sequence this is useless Big time. useless Incredible. completely useless i don't need to see how they met nope absolutely not i know i learned nothing new here you know uh it's just it, well he does have some creeptacular shit where he's like uh you know he's like i don't remember what the setup is but he's telling her how he the gist is he just likes to stare at women and get up and get, get give out what he refers to as truth signals. Yeah, okay. And it's totally just like, dude. I can just look at a girl and make her want to kiss me by sending out, I guess, good vibes. I'm Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. exactly. Yeah, he's got, this guy's got like a book like The Method or like fucking like dating for pros. Exactly, yep. yep. He just watched a Fox special hosted by some dude named Mysterio or some <laughs> shit. Ah, my favorite, my favorite book is "I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell." <laughs> oh man, get away from those guys! Um, yes, at Jerry's really fun funeral, he wants to read the third chapter. Do I hope they serve beer in hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to the bathroom. There's got to be one more envelope coming. It's the manuscript from me book, Truth Signals. <laughs> Publish it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Make it a Morvern Caller movie after this. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. 
Uh, so they meet, and it's like it's it's a meet cute. There's a dog involved. Good looking dog here. Appreciate good looking dog that he makes her think initially she's about to be attacked by. That's cute. Well, because she's like, and again, like we said this earlier, uh, and because like she's supposed to be playing really young too. So like she is full on kicked in the head in this scene. She's just yep. like, oh my gosh, is that a wolf? And it's like, I don't know, dude. You're a woman. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that a wolf? <laughs> Yeah, you're a grown adult. Does that look like a fucking wolf to you? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, the whole time he's like whispering like, Ark, all right now, don't move, because it's like a velociraptor. It's going to see you. Oh, the dog's coming this way. And then like, like he man he plays this i think this is also you can find this in his fucking truth signals book he's like all right now it's a good idea if you turn around and face me very slowly and like she does it and they start making out like she gets hip to it eventually yes. but it does start with him being like you're gonna get mauled by a wolf now <laughs> Also, I'm going to dry hump you in this Irish field. <laughs> oh, dude, they start making out the street. And if you resist, I sick the dog on you. <laughs> Chapter three of Truth Signals. Eyeing the wolf. <laughs> oh, yep, dude, definitely. And then, like, it's kind of cute where she's like, don't tell me your name. If I, if I walk into the right bar and you're there, we'll know it's meant to be or whatever, which I guess is what you see earlier on when she comes in that's what that that's, is that's right that's right when he's, when he's um, singing galloway girl so that's a cool fucking whatever mind fuck from the movie p.s i love you I, great <laughs> <laughs> from the mind of christopher nolan it's p.s i love you awesome and, and you know because <laughs> time is a flat fucking who gives a shit yeah because of all the time jumping man like at, the, at this point you know we're nearing the end of this two hour and eight minute movie and it's like the meeting at the end of the like i don't care no i don't give a shit because i already know they got married found love and and he also is dead after (laughs) after she fucks jeffrey dean morgan i just couldn't care like after that it's really difficult to keep up on what is fucking saying in this movie well what's insane is you watch a movie like this and you're like okay you know like structurally speaking the big trip to ireland like the movie will end in Ireland, yes. right? And it's like, I, I, you know, I had not seen this movie until the other night. And so I'm like, okay, so now, like, she's over there and she's with her friends and she's going to form some Jeffrey Dean Morgan relationship. And then all of a sudden she just goes back to New York. And it's only to, I, as far as I can tell, the only thing is to say now she's got a job as a badass designer. And also, B, she ties up loose ends with fucking Harry Connick Jr., Pretty much, except like she goes into another like grief spiral and starts like not communicating with anybody again, and that's like another long ass montage of like Lisa Kudrow calling her, being like, "Hey, you're supposed to be my maid of honor. We need to make plans for this wedding." And then Gina Gershon's like, you know, and I, I don't know where James Marsters was for this one, but she's like, "I'd really love for you to come to this doctor's appointment I have, like for the baby." And then it's like, oh. Maybe I could also design shoes all of a sudden. If, if I'm in your wedding party, maybe don't tell me about uh, your great wedding on my fucking grief vacation. Don't like do like yes, th- that's then hire true. me in it. Yeah. And like, come on, hurry up, get over your grief. It's it's a lot, and like it just it turns into a thing where like she learns that she wants to design shoes and i'm like dude i've been watching this movie for an hour and 45 minutes fuck you yeah like you know dude 
And you even see her. There's one point where she goes and does like some sort of continuing ed class. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I watching her learn how to make shoes? What is happening? This isn't the cobbler. Get the fuck out of here. You know, pepper that in at the start. Like, oh, I, you know, I married you. But remember, my dream was to design shoes. <laughs> exactly. And I never were able to because I need to support this fucking house. We giant, this giant apartment I need to support. I need to give you <laughs> health insurance, Jerry, because you're a foreign national with a limo company that is underwater. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wendy's money is running out. <laughs> but the thing I mean, it's funny how she discovers she wants to because like in in the very long the meeting scene it's like she doesn't know what she wants to do but she wants to do something in art and like she never she never figures out she's 30 and there's this like bruce wayne becoming batman scene like she knocks over his shoe <laughs> and jerry's like fucking uh suspender buckle is on the shoe she's like <gasps> I shall become what I fear the most. Shoes. <laughs> like, I, don't, I do not understand it. We've got to kill the shoe woman. <laughs> the why do shoe we, woman. Why do we fall down, Master Wayne? Because we're not wearing the proper footwear. <laughs> it is so stupid. And then she's like, I guess I could. Yeah, I'll design shoes. Dude, and then so we have this thing. She's got to like make good with Lisa Kudrow and shit. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, where we cut to Kleinfelds because it's 2007 and say yes to the dress is all the fucking rage. Oh, yeah, dude. So we're at Kleinfelds. Lisa Kudrow is alone trying a dress on. <laughs> no, like you would find somebody, man. You're not going by yourself. Like Hillary Swank is not the only person this woman knows. And Hillary Swank just walks into the store like, sorry about that. Here's some shoes I designed <laughs> for you. Get out of here. And you, you stick you, those shoes up your ass, lady. Yeah, like yep. I, I would like to design the shoes for your wedding. Oh, uh, I've already ordered them like four months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm getting married fucking next month or whatever it is. You're totally right, Chris. I have like three sets. I'm ready. I got the reception ones ready. You know, the ones to dance in. I got those ready to go too. <laughs> I don't need your shit. Go away. She goes on this disastrous date with Harry Connick Jr., uh around here where they're talking and she fucking calls him Jerry by accident. Dude, this I, I yelled in my apartment. I was like, oh <laughs> it's like so horrifying <laughs> to imagine this happening. And again, it's like really late in the movie and I'm I was kind of checking out, I'll be honest. She's like, that's really funny, Jerry. And I'm like, oh, oh not good. <laughs> Dude, and it is hilarious, too, because you know your movie has problems when you are rooting for the potential serial killer <laughs> character. Because yeah. he's like, he's like, you uh, you think you'll ever move on from Jerry or do you need one of his letters to figure that out? And I was like, fucking boom. <laughs> is this where he takes her to Yankee Stadium? That's yes. like the next movement because they, they kind of break up for a while. They're like being friends. And then she gets the last letter from Jerry and it's like. Move on with your life, yada yada yada. You should date somebody else, and like he gets, he gives her a call. So she's like, he's like, I'll send ye a sign, and then like uh, Harry Connick Jr. calls. She's like, that must be the sign. I should go marry that guy. <laughs> and she there's does- a thing that happens right here too, where it's like it cuts to a an establishing shot of New York, and it's like Christmas lights are everywhere. You can see Christmas trees and, and stuff, and it just, again, and you've worked your way into a corner because you've been doing it for the rest of the movie, so you have to do it here, but it's even dumber because you can see all of this other shit already on the screen, and the text comes up and just goes, winter. <laughs> yeah, got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for anyone who wasn't paying attention to the fucking Christmas tree on your screen. Well, this and- this scene drives me nuts because it goes to like this movie does a lot of things where like 
you would think there's going to be big stakes or like a, a, yeah. a moment of relief or satisfaction in this, but they always upend it because they think, let's just do what they don't expect. Like the parrots, you expect there to be some big rift between the father and the son or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they were lazy. And like <laughs> this one, you're like, oh, she's going to find, you know, she she's going to find out that she likes a Harry Connick Jr. and they're going to have a nice little relationship. And she's like, she kisses him and she's like, oh, ew, no, ew, no, no, no. And you're he's my like, brother. Oh. Me too. It's like kissing my sister. What are you talking? Shut up. <laughs> what do you mean by that? End, end this movie. This is your one note to end this movie on. <laughs> Kiss and then end your movie. What, that- and the funny thing is, I mean, like, I'm sorry, but you filmed at the old Yankee Stadium for this? <laughs> yeah. For this? And he's got some line like, oh, my uncle can get us in here anytime. Exactly. Look at me. I'm great. Yeah, Yeah, my uh, my (laughs) uncle is the one who gives me all my stereo boxes. Uh, Oh, you shouldn't have heard that shit. You you know they're going to demolish this old Yankee Stadium. I could bury you at home plate. What? Nothing. (laughs) The whole like the kissing and like we we, it's like we're brother and sister. Kathy Bates should just be his mom. Oh my god. Well, dude, that's. I mean, it's funny that you say that, Eric, because this movie is so terribly written that at the setup for everything I thought that was the case I thought that he was related to Kathy Bates and I had no understanding that Hillary Swank was supposed to be the daughter yeah. for like the first 20 yeah. minutes of the movie so was- that, that's that's another PS my mom's a fucking psycho like I <laughs> raised them separately and I have this yep. one work in the bar with me and I, ca- I raised them separately they didn't know that they were related and then they came together as adults and wanted to have sex <laughs> we with didn't each know other. But it's like, we didn't know. It's it's dude. This week on We Didn't Know, we go to the Americas. Oh, they fucked each other. They didn't know. What do you say, Kathy Bates? I didn't know. <laughs> but you know, you're right, Andrew. I mean, like, the, the movie begins. It, it, the problem with this movie is it's like fucking. It's uh, it's much ado about nothing. There's 140 characters in this movie. <laughs> like there does not insane. need to be. There should be two characters, a friend and the mom, and let's call it a day. She also humiliates Harry Connick Jr. by making him read this final letter that she's already read and knows what it fucking exactly. says. Exactly. Ew. 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 And he's just, like, I don't know, man. Like, you think she's calling you Jerry now? Wait till you're fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. Um, but yeah. Ugh. But they they kiss and like it's lucky for her because he's like, oh, it's like kissing my sister. I can't kill my sister. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can uh, never eat my sister's I mean, I, face. I, you know, if, if I if I was attracted to you, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly kill you. But if you're if you're like my sister, then you, I guess you have agency in a soul. Gosh darn it. <laughs> See, the desire, it, it breeds the killing feeling. And since I don't got the desire, I don't want to kill you. It's it's very simple, really. Kathy Bates runs in. She's like, Daniel, what have you done? You murdered your sister. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mom. I didn't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gerard Butler is dying. And like, uh, Hillary Sack is like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so alone. It's like... All I have is my mom and my sister. And then he goes, that is another. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And so, yeah, then it just it ends with her being like, dear Jerry, now I'm writing you a letter (laughs) and I guess I'll address it to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to throw it in the trash when you're done? What is this? I mean, Uh, yeah, I got a fun little journal where she puts them. I hope she's sticking it in the fucking cube, dude, so he can read it later. Yeah, Definitely. And then because this movie is co-sponsored by Air Ireland, we go back to Ireland with Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy Bates, by the way, reveals that she was uh, the one behind it all, which is really creepy. 
which we kind of talked about already. But yeah, now we're in Ireland, so and she's like, "Mom, Mom's never been to Ireland. We're gonna go see it. It's gonna be so much fun." And it's it's amazing because it's like Mom's never seen Ireland. Great, you bring your Irish mother to go see, you know, you know, Ireland. Totally great. Oh, what's that? Oh, you went right back to the tiny hometown where your dead <laughs> husband is from. Exactly. Again, James Joyce wrote Ulysses there. Let's go fucking see somewhere else. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Maybe stop off in Cork. Maybe you head to Dublin. I don't know, dude. But like this tiny ass town again. No, we got to see the toilet Jerry used. <laughs> yeah, <it's> important. <laughs> well, we wanted to go to Kilkenny, but I had to see Jerry's fucking middle school. <laughs> and this is where like she makes eyes with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who obviously yep. shows up again. And the father. And they, the, the, they, their eyes light up. Kathy Bates is just like swimming downstairs and yeah. we are ready to roll with this family orgy oh yeah well you know that it's it's uh it's going good dude because she talks about the earlier in the film uh how like before their before kathy bates husband the hillary swank's father left them you know she's like oh i used to laugh with your father all the time and like you know, Hillary Swank's like, I don't remember you ever laughing. So then it's like the end of the movie. This old guy like says one line or something and she starts fucking cackling. And then it's like, oh, see, life's brought back into mom, too. Uh-huh. I guess we're and then like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's definitely like, hey, how long are you staying this time? <laughs> Everybody's over it and ready to fuck. That's what the ending of yes. this movie is. Well, she leaves it open ended, right? Because he asks her, like, how long are you staying this time? And then she's like, I don't know. Maybe indefinitely <laughs> i hope ireland likes shoes <laughs> i'm mo- i'm moving in with jeffrey dad morgan <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh this is uh hi my name's uh jeff uh this is my father jeffrey dad morgan <laughs> that is stupid chris i love it that's really great that's like tattoo where yeah. you just get Jeffrey Dad Morgan on your shoulder. <laughs> and uh, the final line of this movie is she signs off this letter is, and guess what? P.S. I love you. She doesn't Aww. even say it, though. It's Aww. like, no, I P- think it's P.S. Like, P.S. Guess what? And it's like kind of cute. Mm. Oh, is that? Oh, P.S. Guess what? That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> guess what, Jerry? Me, me and my mom are getting fucked by Irishmen. You, <laughs> we're honoring you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, going for that Irish D, Jerry. Oh, and then man, you know it always it will take it will somehow find a way to take the wind out of my sails even further. When you are watching a movie like this that just fucking sucks from sun up till sundown, dude, and then you get to these credits and this shitty movie is dedicated to a dead person. Of course. God damn it! I would be haunting this film team for eternity. Oh, absolutely. Don't don't put my name on this piece of shit movie. <laughs> don't you be doing uh, that shit. Don't do that. Don't put that evil. We got flogging Molly. We didn't get dropkick somehow. But we got oh, flogging wow. Molly. No, flogging Molly. Yeah, I mean, and that song. I love that flogging Molly song. If I ever leave this world alive, it's it's great. And in in other better circumstances, I've shed a tear to that song. But like here, I'm like, you're just poisoning another thing. <laughs> you're poisoning another thing that I like. Just. Use one of the stock Van Morrison songs that's not going to, like, you've heard it a hundred times already. You don't need to do this. And that dude sucks. Yeah, so at, it's at, at this point, yes, this guy does suck. 
Oh shit, man! Would anybody recommend this movie? Oh no, uh, we <laughs> caught this movie. My wife and I were on vacation, I think, last year at some point, or the year before, I forget. And um, we're in a hotel, and this came on, and like, oh, cool! It's it's exactly what I want to watch at a bullshit dumb hotel scenario. We turned it off at like with commercials, dude. You don't even want to know how long this thing is. Like, <laughs> we turned it off when Jeffrey Dean Morgan showed up. It's like this is not ending, and it just uh, so this is last night was the first time I've seen. All of this movie, and I mean all of it, it's just way too long, and their chemistry isn't that bad. It's probably a better Gerard Butler performance, I think, all, all told. We talk a lot of S about that dude. I think he's he is sort of charming in this movie. That's sort of something. Yeah, But totally. Hilary Swank is just, I mean, and she's a great actress, you know, two, two Oscars under her belt, but like just does not have whatever this character needs, and it's, 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 it's a problem. Uh, it was Boys Don't Cry, what's the other one? Is it a Million Dollar Baby she won? Yes. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Unless uh, I made that up, I'll, I'll double check that. You can keep going. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Chris Cabin? Oh, God, no. This was terrible. Uh, this is among <laughs> the worst we've done, I think. I, I, I really had trouble with this one. Um, I, I don't find much of the cast, like, I think they were all, I think everybody's trying here, but nobody's really making it, selling it to me. Uh, I don't know if that's a miscasting issue or just that the script is fucking terrible. Uh I will. S- well, it's a Scottish guy playing an Irish guy, so the casting probably is something. Speaking of that, th- here's something that hung me up. There's this weird. Uh, she drops a line. Uh, Hillary Swank towards the end says, uh, "I know where I'm going," very pointedly, and she, I think she's referencing uh, the Powell Pressburger movie. Is that right? I think because it is about that, but it's about a woman going to Scotland. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Man. <laughs> A stupid, stupid movie. Insane. Uh, yeah, never watch uh, it. Don't watch it. <laughs> Eric. Well, it's a no for me. Uh, to to you know, I'd rather have the end of Million Dollar Baby happen than watch it again. <laughs> um, so it's a no. It's just a flat out no. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck it. Yeah, no, it's a no. I will say hilariously. Back when this movie came out, we fucking had Hillary Swank come to the Burns for some like donor thing or whatever, and this was the movie they played beforehand, and it was like. Man, like it was like all of these people having to be like, wow, this movie, you've done it again. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, I'm up in the projection booth. I had seen maybe like the first 20 ish minutes of this movie um, because I remember doing that event and helping out with the projection and everything. And at that time, I just remember being like, Jesus, this is awful. This is truly awful I, I hope the rest of the movie is better than the first 20 minutes and nope that it sets the tone this is trash never watch it i did have fun talking about it today though. absolutely <laughs> but that is p.s i love you from the year 2007 directed by richard lagravenez if you want more we hate movies of course check out patreon.com slash we hate movies we've had some new developments this month on the uh, the patreon that's right we've got a new ten dollar tier which is super exciting for us for all you melro 210 fans we've already uh recorded and will release very shortly the inaugural uh melro 210 <laughs> patreon episode and it's a doozy man we had a lot of fun on that oh one. yeah man it's a great one and, and we will be doing on that year Zack Snyder's Justice League when that comes out next month amongst some other stuff there's gonna be a lot of fun surprises all throughout the year the $10 tier is gonna be worth it for you guys check it out if you like Miller or Tuno check it out if you like uh Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder's Justice League Mm -hmm. Eh, 
Jackson. Jackson is just as he's a uh, he's a brilliant filmmaker, right? Yeah, we we wanted this. The internet, yay, we won. Uh, and speaking of, what are we doing on the Patreon? Me on the Patreon? Uh, we love movies Ooh, this the, month. The five dollar feed, yeah, that's gonna have Gremlins to the new batch. I'm very excited about this Ooh, episode. Oh yeah, Hell yeah. You know, it's so funny. We recorded that episode so long ago now that I was like, wait, what is the episode? And then I got excited <laughs> to learn all over again that it's Gremlins It's very exciting to learn or relearn. And also on the Gleep Gloss, we've got Ula. That's at the $8 level. That's a, a Jabba's dancer. And uh, the Nexus is back to regular programming. One episode of Star Trek, one episode of The Next Generation. And BTW, this month, this February 2021 on the Nexus, we will be uh, doing the season finale of season two. So finally, once we get past February, we are done with Dr. Pulaski yeah! on that show. Do they shoot her so, into the sun? Is that how it ends? No, it's even it's an even bigger disgrace, dude. It's just the old like, yeah, we're not going to mention you. Ever again. <laughs> Data, put her in the airlock. <laughs> Seriously. So I'm very much looking forward to be ridding ourselves of that character. Uh, but Steve Sadek, as always, here on We Hate Movies, the show rolls on here on the main feed. WHM Prime, as we call it. What do we got uh, coming out next Tuesday? We are doing Mr. Nanny. And we're actually, we Ooh. couldn't possibly, it's not a movie that only four people could talk about. We're bringing friend of the show, Clint Worthington, on to talk with us. That's right. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a long-ass time since I've seen this this particular Hulk Hogan vehicle. Ooh. I watched this movie a lot. We're talking like, <laughs> like like recently. No, I, I, no, as a kid, like this is like oh. three ninjas, this and, and the Chris Farley movies. Just wow. like so, you've seen this more than his sex tape, right? Absolutely, yes, one hundred percent. That's the one I watched twenty times. Uh-huh. Well, you do love pork. <laughs> I love too much. Of it. I like pork in this belly, and pork is like fucking right. Yeah, yes, that's exactly right, dude. So until next week with Hulk Hogan sex tape, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadak, Eric Siska, Chris Cabin. Take it easy. P.S. I love you. That was a headgum podcast.